Hi, welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photo representative Heather Elder. Heather Elder has been working in the commercial photography industry for over 20 years, where she has been the commercial agent for some of the most successful commercial photographers in the business, such as Chris Chrisman, Tim Tatter, and Andy Anderson, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Heather about how she got into the business, and I also get her thoughts on the current state of the commercial photography industry. Thanks so much for listening, and take care. All right, well, uh, Heather Elder, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. I'm happy to help out. Yeah, you're my first non-photographer to come on the podcast, so I was excited <laughs> to get a uh, photo agent's um, perspective on the business, just because... Uh, being commercial photography, as you know, it's kind of a team sport. So I was just kind of interested to get a different take on it. So I was definitely excited to talk to you. Um, Great. Well, um, there's, yeah, I definitely have some insights, I'm sure, that are different than photographers. So it's probably good to round it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I guess just to start out, like, where did you grow up and, like, what kind of things were you kind of interested in when you kind of were growing up? Did you always kind of envision working in the creative field or how did that kind of play, play yeah. out? Yeah. Um, I grew up in a lot of different places. Um, I ended up in Rhode Island, though, and um, I, my father um, always worked for, sorry, um, I'm trying to think how far back I need to go here, but <laughs> basically my father um, was always in marketing and sales, and he worked at Polaroid for most of my young life. Wow. And he would always come home with the Polaroid cameras and he would come home with the film. And, you know, at the time that was in the seventies. So, you know, nobody let their kids touch their camera or use the film, never mind Polaroid film, which was really expensive. But my dad always let me play with the cameras and take pictures and use the film. And, um, which I think was really a very positive influence on my life because, Um, I was able to kind of understand without knowing it at the time, you know, how to take a picture and composition and what looked good and what didn't. Um, I got to experiment. So as I got older, you know, my dad changed jobs and we ended up moving around, but he was always in marketing and sales. So I went into advertising and I started working at an ad agency in Rhode Island called Leonard Monaghan, Lou Bars and Kelly. And it was a really creative, hot agency at the time. Wow. And, um, I really enjoyed working there. I was an account person and um, I ended up leaving because I had been working on an account. I actually, funny, was working on the Polaroid account for a while and then I was working on a retail account that did a lot of photography and I started dating somebody at the agency and it was kind of frowned upon because we worked together yeah. and um, he's my husband now. So it's all okay. Yeah, it's, it's all good now. <laughs> <laughs> but It's all good now. But I realized that, you know, if I, if I wanted to continue this relationship, I probably should go do something else. And yeah. because I had been working on this retail account, mm-hmm. um, we did photo shoots every week and I was friendly with the photographer there. And I told her I was looking for a new job. Did she have it? you know, any contacts thinking she'd connect me to somebody in advertising. And she actually said, gosh, I do. I know this rep and she knows a photographer who's looking for a um, studio manager and a rep. Would you be interested? And I was like, Oh, that sounds really interesting to me. So I did that. And I started um, working with Carol Kaplan. She took a chance on me and I was her studio manager. I was her rep and I was her producer, which is way too much for one person to do, but they were a smaller studio. And I learned 
absolutely everything I could. So it was such an amazing experience for me so that by the time I got married and my husband and I moved here to San Francisco, I decided that, you know, I needed to find a job and I was like, well, I I like repping. I think I want to just do that. Yeah. So, um, I talked to everybody in town that I could. And at the time, Hunter Freeman was looking for a rep and I thought, well, wow, if I could represent Hunter Freeman, then I'll absolutely do this. So I started representing Hunter and David Martinez at the time. Um, he came next and, um, you know, it was the nineties then. So Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate to be able to start my career at a time, you know, when the economy was booming, San Francisco was booming and I was able to you know, make a name for myself. Yeah. So I'm feeling That's very appreciative of all the people who took a, t- uh, took a chance on me. Yeah, definitely. But I guess to go back a little bit more, like, um, did you kind of study photography or the arts in college or anything like that? No. Or, or did you went to school? Uh, what did you study? I went to Boston University yeah. and I studied um, communications and marketing. Okay. And I was very involved in something called AdLab at the time. And it was basically, um, it was a small student-run advertising agency that did real advertising for nonprofit clients. Yeah. So I got a lot of experience because I just always thought I'd be an account person at an ad agency and I'd spend my career in advertising. Okay. Um, And I had internships doing that and then, you know, worked in an ad agency for a couple of years after college. Okay. That's where I met my husband um, and then moved into this job. Yeah. How do you feel like that experience, like working in an advertising, um, was that very important to kind of like what you do? Oh my gosh. Um, Absolutely. Was kind of the main things you kind of learned from that experience, you think? Well, I think the biggest was just understanding how an ad agency works and who all the players are and how there's so much out of our control as a rep and a photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, we may think that we've got, you know, the most relevant work and we did a great treatment and our estimate comes in budget and, you know, all of those things may be perfect. You know, everything is, is exactly what the client would want, um, you know, a lot of times you don't hear back or another photographer might have that exact shot that the client wants, or maybe the client decides they want to take the job in house, you know, and if you're sitting on where we sit now, the photographer and the rep, if I didn't have the experience that I had, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't understand why is this taking so long or what's, you know, what, what do you mean the client decided to bring it in house or, you know, so having that insight, I think allows me to, help advise my photographers better. And it also helps me understand how I can help the agency and the client better. Um, I've always thought of myself as this translator person that has to be able to translate, you know, photographer language into art buyer language and art buyer language back into photographer language and, you know, being able to understand what the client says and be able to translate that back to, you know, what the producer, what I'm talking to the producer. And I, I feel like, having had the experience at an ad agency, having to produce photo shoots when I worked at the studio in Boston, be the studio manager, like actually run a studio and also be that, be a rep. Mm-hmm. All of those things have provided me, you know, such a level of appreciation and an understanding for what the other people on the team, yeah. all the other players um, have to do. Yeah, definitely kind of understanding their their different roles and how they all kind of work together. Um, that's very important, I would say. Um, I guess, like, what do you think attracted you attracted you to being like a rep? Like, what kind of interested you from the, from the beginning when you kind of started out doing work? Yeah. 
That's a great question because when um, the photographer friend suggested to me that I be, talk to this other rep, I thought, oh gosh, absolutely not. Nobody likes when the reps come into the ad agency. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And she said, well, just talk to her and see. And then I talked to her and I thought, wow, like this is a chance for me to start my own business. Yeah. You know, when I was, a, I was an account person, I wasn't making a lot of money and, um, I thought the idea of being independent and on my own and running my own business would provide me a lot of opportunities, not only to grow, but also to, you know, the effort that I put in would be like the effort, you know, I, I would get rewarded if I did a good job. Mm. So, um, I really, really was attracted to that. And I thought, okay, well, let's try it. It can't hurt my mm. career path. Yeah. So let's try it. And I tried it and then, um, I got married and then I realized, wow, this is a really great job for me to have while I have kids because yeah. I had planned to have children. And I realized what I don't want to do is go into an office and have somebody tell me, okay, you're getting on an airplane tomorrow. You're going to be gone for a week. Yeah. You know, as a rep, I was able to make my own schedule and make, figure out when I was, you know, going to get, jump on a plane myself. I mean, it was definitely always a full, more than a full-time job, mm -hmm. but I always worked out of my house and I was always able to see my kids and I could, you know, pop out and go to a play or a game or yeah. schedule my trips around, you know, family things that were going on. And I, I really, really appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. I guess, so when you started your business, like, did you kind of have like a goal in mind of like what you wanted to do? Like, were you striving for something in particular? Like, has that changed over time from like when you started? Um, has it kind of evolved, you think? Well, when I first started, I don't think I had, I was young. I don't think I had goals of, you know, oh, I want to, you know, have the biggest agency in the world or anything like that. I just thought, you know, I want to try something different. And I like the idea of, of being a woman business owner and having my own independence. I liked that a lot. Mm. When I left Boston and my husband and I moved to San Francisco, I had an opportunity to really, I could have been an art buyer. I could have been a producer or a studio manager or a rep. I could have even gone back into advertising if I wanted. And I took my time to kind of shop that around and talk to as many people as I can. And I think I was older and more mature then. And I realized, no, I want to stay with repping. This yeah. is, this is something that I can build into what I want it to be. And it can reflect who I am as a person and what I enjoy about the industry the most. Um, and I think at that point, I then never really thought about, my goals weren't financial. My goals were always, obviously, to make money and yeah. to be profitable for sure. Yeah. But um, I always wanted to be a contributing member of, the, of an industry. And I always wanted to be working on really creative, interesting projects with high-end photographers who felt the same way that I did. So I've found my career to be really fulfilling. That's cool. And, um, you know, I don't regret any of it. Yeah. So, like, when you're kind of, like, in college, I know you went for, like, communications and stuff. Were you kind of, like, um, looking at, like, a lot of different photographers' work? Or when did you kind of start to, like, like pay attention to, like, photographers and kind of learn about the craft? Because, I mean, I mean, I know you're not a photographer, but I would imagine uh, mm -hmm. you still need to know about, like, the history of photography and this kind of what, what's out there. Was that something you were kind of paying a lot of attention to? 
Yes. When I was not when I was in college um, at all. I mean, I think I always appreciated photography. I was the one in my dorm room that had these beautiful, you know, photography prints framed on my wall. And people would always think, wow, where'd you find that? You know, and, you know, they were just posters that I had framed, but, you know, of beautiful black and white photography. And um, but I think when I went to the ad agency, when I went to Leonard Monaghan, Lou Bars and Kelly, it was um, a time where print was so powerful and such a strong choice for clients Mm -hmm. and the agency was very creative and was always kind of pushing the boundaries of what was happening creatively for clients. And I was so fortunate that I got to go on different shoots around the country with the different photographers and work with, you know, creative, you know, art directors and creative directors who own agencies now and are worldwide creative directors now and, Mm -hmm. you know, have, amazing careers that they started at the same place I did. So I learned from them. Um, and I, I learned an appreciation of, and, and an understanding what commercial photography was. I don't know that I, at that time I knew the difference between commercial or fine art or editorial or, yeah. um, any of that. Definitely. Um, that's interesting. Uh, so I guess like when you started your agency, did you kind of have like a, an idea of the type of photographers you wanted to represent um, has that kind of changed over time or how did that kind of work out for you? Well, when I first moved to San Francisco and Hunter Freeman said that I, he wanted me to represent him, yeah. you know, he was kind of the, the foundation for me. Yeah. Um, and then from there I, you know, started to represent David Martinez and there were a few other people here and there that, um, came and went. And then the next big photographer after that was Andy Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I think the, for me, it was, it was a style and an aesthetic and I had to, photography had to speak to me as something that I appreciated for its, cla- its classicness yep. and it didn't ha- couldn't be too trendy. Um, while I appreciated when someone did have something that was on trend, I didn't want photographers that followed the trends because unless you're setting the trends, you're just going to always be behind. Yeah. So, um, I never set out to say, oh, I want all of this one type of photographer, but mm-hmm. I am proud of the fact that if you can always, if you lay out the, you know, images of the photographers that we represent on one table, you know, there's, they, they work well together and they complement each other well. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody stands out as so incredibly stylistically different. Yep. Um, and I think that goes to just my own personal taste. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I guess, so like when you first started out, like how are you kind of marketing your business and getting it out there? Has that changed a lot over time? Well, I think when I first started, I was very conscious. I was, I would only market the photographer, yep. right? So they'd give me the tools and I would market them. Mm-hmm. And then as I got more successful and made more money and which allowed me to do things like travel and promote the group. Um, I realized there's a lot of power in promoting the group, Um, but still was very conscious and felt it very important to make sure that the photographer individually was being promoted. And then as, you know, times went on and things changed and the world got, the photography world got incredibly, incredibly um, competitive. You know, I'm a small agency and I, I realized that, in order for us to have a loud voice, I too needed to be a brand. Yeah. I needed to be a resource 
for people who are looking for photographers so that they knew that, oh, I can call Heather. Heather can help me. Ooh, let me go to Heather's website. I know she's got photographers that I like. So I started to invest a lot more in my brand mm-hmm. by doing things like, you know, notes from a rep's journal, which is my blog, yep. and um, doing more group advertising and, you know, trying to go out and, you know, doing the community table that we started and with Bright Productions and, you know, trying to think of different new and innovative ways of marketing and evolving how we market mm-hmm. so that we had a louder voice in the industry and i think that you know has worked yeah that's that's uh makes sense i guess so like um when you're representing all these photographers and they all have like a different like creative vision like are you guys putting input into what they do or do you kind of just leave that to them or sometimes you kind of put input like hey you guys should try to shoot this because it might be good for business or how do you guys kind of work with that yeah i'm um i'm I try to be pretty vocal and connected with my photographers about what is happening in the industry Mm -hmm. and what people are buying in terms of what types of photographers they're looking for. So, um, and you know, part of that is because I'm out there showing portfolios all the time or hosting a party or an event or traveling to see people. So I'm kind of their connection to that world if they're not doing it themselves. So I like to kind of report back on what's happening there. And then I, you know, when we're talking about portfolios and reviewing their images and their work in the portfolios, I might say, Ooh, you know what? I think you can use a few more pictures of older people, or you don't have a lot of kids in your book, or you need pictures of multiple people together. I see you have a lot of landscapes that look like Northern California. Let's get some urban, Mm -hmm. you know, or we pay attention to the jobs that we're getting calls for that we might not be getting. Why yeah. aren't we getting that? Are we missing images in the book that, that could help sell that? Because yeah. you have to remember, we, we are commercial. They're commercial photographers that I represent. Mm-hmm. So we, I need to help them market themselves and stay relevant photographically. Definitely. And I know it's, a, you know it's an art and there's a creative vision and there's a point of view that a photographer wants to have in their work as they absolutely should. Mm -hmm. But I think it's my job to help make sure they recognize what's, what's selling and what's important from a commercial point of view. Um, And if they choose to listen or not, then that's up to them. Yeah, definitely. Because I think from doing this podcast and talking to a bunch of different photographers, I think one of the things, especially like commercial photographers struggle with is like, do you photograph the things you are interested in or do you try to like cater your work to like clients? It's like one of those things I think a lot of photographers struggle with. It's like, uh, it's like a, it's a balance. You, like you said, you want to put your creative touch to it, but then at the same time you want to have a business that works, you know? Um, so that's just one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think, you know, they don't have to be independent of each other. Yeah. You know, I think the photographers in my group over the many years that I've been doing this, the ones that are the most successful are the ones that commit to shooting the most amount of new work mm-hmm. and finding inspiring work to shoot. Definitely. So they're inspired by something and then they create something that inspires somebody else. For sure. So, Whatever you shoot, while you might look at it and think, ooh, that's not, not," you know, a a rep might say, ooh, that might not be completely relevant, but it might inspire someone else. If it's getting attention for you and it's 
calling attention to your other work, then I think it's absolutely valuable. Yeah. I mean, we all know there are images that will attract an art director and there, or an art buyer, and there are images that will make a client feel safe to hire you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get in front of that client unless you can attract that creative. Yeah. So create the work that's going to attract the creative. Definitely. And then make sure you have the work that will sell it in. For sure, that makes sense. Um, I, having like represented, like, I mean, how many photographers do you think you've represented over the years? Would you say? Um, oh my gosh, that's such a good question. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the people in my group, uh, when I go to find a photographer to represent, mm-hmm. I look to do it for the long haul. Yep. And if I'm going to represent someone, we hold, you know, we hold on to the relationship for a long time and mm-hmm. hopefully it works. And if it's not working, it's pretty obvious and we end up parting ways. But because I'm a small group, yep. um, there's not always a, a spot available. Mm-hmm. So if I'm representing eight photographers now. I bet I've represented a little over 20 okay. in my career. And what the thing I was going to ask is this, like, do you, what's like the common thread for the most successful ones? Like, is there like common traits you see with the ones that are the most successful? You think like looking at all the people you've represented over the years? Yes. I think the the most successful photographers are the ones who are the most committed to their vision and their art. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that means they, they have to go shoot personal work because they they can't not shoot it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they, <laughs> they can't sit still long enough not to shoot it. You yeah. know, they're always they've always got a camera. They're always going somewhere to shoot. Yep. Um, for sure, those are the most successful. I said, and then and then the add to that, if you can add on top of that, the idea of recognizing that they're a professional photographer and and running a business Mm -hmm. and all of the elements that are required of them to be successful, like the promotions that they need to do and the traveling that they need to do and the client relationships that they need to have and the Mm -hmm. invoicing that they need to be able to do clearly all of that stuff. So if you, if you kind of bundle that in with that commitment to creative vision, um, I think you have a very, you can have a very successful career. That makes sense. I mean, being a small business owner yourself, um, looking back at like you've been doing this for a while now, it, was there like any moments like starting out that you look back at now that were like a big learning experience? Maybe like a time where it didn't, it was maybe not a failure, but didn't work out correctly. Like a moment that you kind of learned from, like looking back at your career now. You think anything? Kinda... I think there are a few photographers that I probably um, continued to represent longer than I should have. Yeah. Um, and I would think those photographers would probably say the same thing about me. Like mm. they held on longer than they should have. Yeah. Um, and I think that just comes from a sense of loyalty and a, a, a sense of commitment where we both wanted to make it work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wish I had known back then that it's, if it's not working, it's not working. Yeah. So... And it doesn't always mean it's the photographer's fault that's not working. It, you know, every, everybody is accountable and there could be very legitimate reasons on both sides why a relationship isn't working. Yeah. And um, I, I wish earlier on I had recognized that I had the ability to recognize that sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess, now I'm better at it. Yeah, exactly. It's mean, 
running a business is just like you you learn those things over time whatever it is it's like i think with photography the way i look at it if, if you really want to do this it's like it, it's it takes decades it's not even years it's just like you just have to keep chopping away at it and it's like you learn from those like little failures and stuff which i think is like the most important yeah um and it's kind of sticking to like what you kind of care about you know um definitely but i guess like how would you describe because i mean your job is like so it's such i would say kind of a niche like it's such a specialized job like how would you describe what you do to people like like what does a typical day look like for like a photo rep yeah <laughs> yeah that's hard that's a really hard question yeah. um when i interview people for my blog i always include the question how do you describe your job to your <laughs> you know to a family member, right? Yeah. Like, how do you describe what you do? Like, it's just, it's not like I'm an accountant or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a bus driver. It's like, it's crazy. It's, it's so complicated. Yeah. But I think the way I would describe my job to other people is in a, in a nutshell, I'm the sales and marketing person mm-hmm. for, for commercial photographers. Definitely. That is a very short way of saying, you know, I handle all the marketing, I handle, help them, you know, advise them on their portfolios. I work on all their estimates. I travel and, you know, maintain relationships with people all around the country. Um, and I'm constantly thinking of different ways to evolve their marketing. Mm -hmm. So my day can be everything from, finally getting through my to-do list of my own items that I have to get through yeah. or doing estimate after estimate after, after estimate mm-hmm. or planning a trip or hosting an event. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be very, um, I, I be, have to be able to multitask. Absolutely. Yep. yep. That makes sense. Um, and then one thing I was going to ask you is like, how do you feel about like, uh, for photographers, like the port for like the play to pay to play portfolio reviews, like ad edge and like NYC yeah. photo works. Do you think those are important for photographers to go to or, or what's your take on those kind of events that they have? Well, I, I do think they all are a little bit different and offer different things for different photographers at mm-hmm. who are in various points in their career. Yep. So overall, I think connecting photographers to the people who they are, you know, who are looking at their work, who are, uh, have the potential to hire them, um, is incredibly important. And being able to do it outside of the realm of a work day in that person's own work environment is a positive as well. So, you know, I, I would, I love it when my photographers get on an airplane and go to New York and do a bunch of appointments or go to Chicago and do a bunch of appointments. Mm -hmm. But I also recognize that that takes a very long time and Mm -hmm. takes time and money. And a lot of times they can't plan in advance to do something like that because they don't know if a shoot's coming up. So something like a photo work um, is great because they could see a, a lot of people in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're at a certain point in your career and you've been around for a long time and you, people are aware of your work, it might not be worth your time. Yeah. You might not think it's worth your time to go to one of those events because you might think, well, gosh, I only get 15 minutes with someone. What's the point? Yep. What, you know, then, then you need to put the time in elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, there is value like an at edge event is, really great for photographers. I think that no matter what level you are, because not only do they provide, you know, a chunk of time for you to meet with these, you know, art buyers and art directors, but there's also a social component for you to meet other photographers um, that are at the event as well. Mm. So I think they're positive. 
Yeah, definitely. And I noticed on your website, you guys are really big into, I think it's called Le Book, the, that event. Mm -hmm. um, what do you guys enjoy yeah. about that event? Because I believe, um, if I'm correct, like that's not an event where photographers go to. It's more the art directors no. and then reps, correct? Exactly. It's, it's basically a trade show for all the kind of creative vendors that service, mm -hmm. um, the, you know, ad agencies and client direct. Mm -hmm. So it used to be when I did this, started this, I think I've been doing it for seven or eight years now, yep. um, maybe even longer. It was the majority of them were uh, photo reps that were there. Yep. Now there's so many different types of vendors, CGI, mm -hmm. you know, virtual reality, video, like uh, there's so many different production houses show up. So it, it's a little bit watered down for me now yeah. in terms of, I really loved it when it was just photography, but mm -hmm. that's almost a little too selfish. Um, <laughs> but I think it's been, it's been a powerful tool for me to have a very strong presence in the cities that I attend. So I go to New York, Chicago, and LA, yep. and I've been doing it very consistent, consistently on top of having, you know, doing shows in those cities on my own. Mm -hmm. So it's an extra way for me to just be in front of these people and, you know, solidify my relationship with them, especially in New York, because it's such a big market. Mm -hmm. And while I do have someone that works for me in New York, the more opportunities that I can actually be there and be a part of the community and what's happening there, yeah. the more I'm able to be seen as a real player there yeah i think another thing like those events i think it's important because uh, people want to know like who they're working with they want to they want to understand like their mm -hmm. per their personality and how they can trust them and like this business as you know is just like very fast paced and a lot of times you don't really get to have those conversations so i think yeah those events absolutely are, yeah and that's a big reason i kind of started this podcast is just because like you don't get the chance to talk to a lot of people because everyone's busy with the next job and the next estimate. Right. Um, so yeah, so I definitely agree. Like those events are definitely important. And um, from looking at your website, you have a, a really awesome blog that I've been reading for years. Um, how important has that become to your business? And like, has that kind of evolved over time? Because I, I really enjoy You do a lot of interesting stuff on there. Thank you. Um, it has been, I think, crucial to my business. And as I said earlier, I, I'm always looking for different ways to market and evolve how I'm marketing yep. because our industry is changing so much. And I really appreciate the blog because it does give us a louder voice mm. in this market. Yep. And I, I've always been interested in being part of a community and giving back and, and you know, it's just me and Lauren and yeah. Taya in our office, yeah. right? So, and when we used to send out portfolios, we would joke that it was just us and the FedEx guy. Yep. So I started the blog primarily because I, I knew I wasn't alone. Yeah. I knew we were all feeling the same things. And mm -hmm. what I do is not rocket science. Yeah. So there's nothing proprietary over what I do. So sharing was, nobody was doing it in mm -hmm. the industry. Yep. So, um, it really was natural for me to share and to open up and bring the community together and yeah. rally around different issues and thoughts and, you know, have people provide insights. Um, and I loved it. I, I absolutely love doing it. I think, you know, in the last year, it, it kind of fell off a little bit. And if I'm honest, right after the election happened, yeah. I think I just, um, it, it didn't feel genuine anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, halfway through last year, I kind of started to ramp it up again. And I've got a plan now to get back to being a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Um, 
in the blog again because I think it's a it's a powerful tool and we all need to be rallying around each other and mm-hmm. you know being supportive and I I see people when I reach out to them to participate in the blog they nobody ever hesitates yeah definitely it's like you say it's and it's at the end of the day we're dealing with photography and like photography is a fun thing and most of the people that work in this business have a passion for it and they want to talk about it and like once you kind of like get into the business world you don't really have those close like um like when you're in like photo school like at least when i was in it you're you're talking to different photographers all the time and different people that are creatives be it like graphic designers and once you kind of get out of school you're on your own and you don't really have those conversations as much so that's what i've always kind of enjoyed about your blog you kind of got a insight into different people be it art producers or photographers or whatnot so that's kind of exciting just to kind of hear what other people have to say about the business and uh, I, I really enjoy it um, and then one thing on your website I noticed you started doing it's called one email or a month um, when did uh-huh. you when did you start doing that and what kind of prompted that I think I started two years ago or so um, and I you know for a while there was such a backlash against email blasts from photographers yeah. um you know art directors or creative directors were starting websites that if you sent them an email blast they would post your your postcard and or your blast and they would just give you a really hard time because you were taking up email in their inbox and granted a lot of people were doing it so there was a lot of spam right they, they considered it spam and yeah. um a lot of people were not being very targeted about what they were sending and it just it got overwhelming and I had a hard time reconciling like wow we're in the advertising business how are these photographers supposed to get your attention Mm -hmm. you know this is an inexpensive way for them to do that and I decided that you know okay well what I'm going to do is start a website and I'm going to call it one email or a month Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put up all of my photographers email blasts that month on that and I'm going to create a like you know, one e- one image that contains all of, you know, one designed image that contains all of their images and yeah. send that emailer out once a month. Yep. So, you know, our office only sends one email blast out every month. It's smart. And it's that. Yeah, it's smart. It's almost... So, I'm, you know, my photographer sends stuff out every once in a while, but the, the office sends out one and it's consistent and it looks the same and you know what you're going to get and you can go back to the website and you could look for any of them and you could search by the photographer you could search by the the specialty mm-hmm. so it's a tool yeah. as well you almost it's smart way to do it because you almost just create a demand like i'm sure there's art producers out there that like kind of look forward to every month like oh i can't wait to see what what these people are putting out so instead of this kind of jamming it down their throat i think that's a smart way to kind of go yeah, about it. Do you feel thank you for that. And I do get emails from people saying, oh, I, I loved your emailer this much. Thanks so much. I was looking forward to getting it. <laughs> yeah. You're just the only one I open up or whatever. <laughs> See, so. so it's working. Um, yeah. And one thing I was going to ask you is like, how has the commercial photography business changed since you kind of got into it? Um, what are the big things? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's that's like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't even know where to begin except the beginning that it has changed so much since I've been in the business and I haven't even been in the business that long Mm. Um, in terms of the lifespan of an industry, you know, and I think when I was starting, it was expensive to be a photographer and, or to get into the photography business. The barriers to entry was you had to have equipment, 
You had to have an education. You had to be able to print a portfolio. You, you know, you had to know people. You had to have access um, to people. And obviously you had to have talent. Um, But, and people would go turn to photographers at the top of the heap because they wanted that one special shot, that amazing photograph that they were going to put in their, their New York times magazine and ad, you know, that was going to be the one, you know, the one image that was going to speak so strongly mm-hmm. for that brand. Yeah. Well, that has evolved and we're at such a different spot, you know, enter the printer, right? The Epson printer, enter the digital camera and the website now, all of a sudden, the expensive barriers to entry are non-existent. Yeah. Anybody can be a photographer. Any, I don't want to say anybody can be a photographer, but what I want to say is anyone can try it. Yep. And if you like it and you're good at it, you can create a website. Create a, You don't even have to probably create a portfolio nowadays. Maybe, I mean, we do, but a lot of people don't, and they still have careers. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can easily promote yourself. Whereas before it was very hard. Well, because of that, you know, and and then at the same time, sorry, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but at the same time, people have gone from just that single image being the most important thing to this idea of content. And we need a lot. So it's no longer the single single image. It's the library of images that you need to create. So it's no longer important that you have to, I have to have Joe Smith shoot this because nobody else can do it because I want the way he shoots that one particular way. I want that. Yeah. That doesn't exist as much anymore. And now you have so many more photographers. The competition is endless and everybody being considered as talented. So it no longer is only about your talent. Or that incredible image that you can shoot. It's about, you know, what else are you doing in the world? Where have I discovered you? What what are you like? Do I want to spend time on a shoot with you? Have I met you before? You know, there's so many other things that come into the decision of choosing a photographer. Can you shoot video, right? Mm -hmm. That's hugely important. Yeah, that's so, one, that's one thing I was gonna ask you. Do you think do you think all still photographers should be doing video at this point, or what's your kind of take on that? Because you, you you read about it a lot, and everyone says you should. Uh, I was just kind of curious what you kind of think about that. I think if you're a photographer who does not want to shoot video, mm-hmm. that it's perfectly fine. Yeah. You shouldn't go and do it if you don't want to do it. Exactly. However, you need to adjust your expectations because what is happening out there is that the majority of the jobs. Mm-hmm. have video attached to it. Yep. So whereas before I would be called for a print job and they would say, Oh, does she do shoot video? And I would say yes or no. And if it was yes, they'd say, okay, good. They were a little forgiving because it was early on. Okay, great. They'd move ahead. Yep. Now, if they don't see video, they, meaning like my point was they called me, they actually asked me. Yeah. Now, if they don't see video on my website, yep you've gotten passed over for the job. Mm -hmm. They don't even make the phone call. You don't even get the call for print. If they need the two of them together, it used to be, they'd separate them out. They'd be willing to take a chance. Not anymore. So if the job has both components, you most likely will not be considered for just the print portion. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do video, 
you won't be considered. Yep. If you don't want to do video, yep. it's absolutely okay. Yeah. I, do, I don't think it's fair for a photographer to be told they have to shoot video. I just mean, think they need to recognize that there might be some jobs that you're just not considered for. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. It. Yeah, definitely. And then one thing I was going to ask, I mean, I've been in this business for, I'm going on 10 years now. Um, does usage even exist anymore? <laughs> it seems like uh, more and more, like yeah. a lot of clients I've just noticed is this, like they just want to own everything outright. It's just kind of, even at like big agencies and stuff. Have you kind of seen that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have. Yeah. And it's scary. Um, yeah. I mean, we, photographers depend on their usage, mm -hmm. you know, and they actually, and they depend on their extra usage yep. as well. Um, so it's very important, I think, to maintain the integrity of usage as long as we can. Yeah. So even if they want to purchase unlimited use, unlimited time, I'm avoiding language like buyout or work for hire or yeah. exclusive usage and things like that because, mm. um, and I'm trying to limit usage to a certain number of years yep. and not just unlimited, you know, granted some photographer or some clients want all the usage and yep. a lot of clients get all the usage. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, we're definitely still trying to maintain the idea of, of usage for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things you kind of have to push for sometimes and seems like sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. It's always just kind of a balancing thing. Um, and then how do you feel about photographers doing like pro bono work? Cause I mean, I've had some success with that, working with some agencies where you kind of help them out on some small projects to help them get the client. And then it's, it has worked where I've gotten campaigns that way. Um, do you think that's a good way for me, maybe photographers starting out or even veterans to kind of work with mm -hmm. agen agencies? In well, you know, there's a difference between pro bono and working for free, yeah. right? So pro bono mm -hmm. is working on something meaningful, some sort of nonprofit, some yep. sort of, you know, project that has meaning for you that you want to. I think that is very positive. Yeah. I think, you know, in our society right now, people are looking for meaning in things. So if a photographer could work on a project that they're enjoying and they're helping someone out on and it's for a good cause, they should do that because then they can also promote it and talk about it. Yep. You know, they have a, a platform, a social media platform to help this nonprofit mm -hmm. company or this service or whatever it is as well. So I think that is hugely positive. Yeah. I also think the other end of it, which is working for free. A lot of times photographers get asked when they're, especially when they're younger, Hey, yep. can you guys help me on this project? Yep. You know, if we get the account, maybe we'll hire you. You know, mm -hmm. I, I look at it like if somebody, you know, somebody once gave me advice, if you're going to loan somebody money, you need to know that it's a gift. You yep. need to go into it saying it's a gift in your own mind because you're probably not going to get paid back. Mm -hmm. The same thing with helping out an agency. Yep. If you're going to do it, you probably won't get paid back. They yep. probably won't hire you, yep. but maybe they will. And yeah. if they do, that's awesome. And honestly, if you like the project, you can get something out about it, out of it. I think it could be a positive experience, especially because you get to... Um, have a start a relationship with someone and exactly. you never know where that person's going to go and what they're going to, you know, do. Yeah. But you just, you want to make sure you have boundaries and you don't get taken advantage of. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, I kind of started doing that type of thing. Like when I first started out like a while back and, um, it, you, sometimes it works out and sometimes you get burned, but 
it, it can be good because I've I've made relationships with like art directors that now I've worked with for like almost like seven years. So yeah, it can go either way. Um, but yeah, just a couple more questions. I'll let you go. Um, I guess for you, when you guys are looking at photographers, what is it that you guys are looking for? If you're going to add someone to your roster, is there something in particular you guys are looking for? Or what is it you think? Well, I think first and foremost, the person has to be a good person. Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing this long enough to know that if we don't get along, we don't have the same values. We don't have the point of same point of view on the industry. You don't, that person doesn't have a good reputation. Um, then they're not, we're not a good match. Um, obviously the work has to be, um, marketable and recognizable and, you know, stellar. Um, so, and it also depends on the time, you know, what, what am I missing in my roster? What do I want to add to the roster? What's so it it really, it varies. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I mostly want somebody who's passionate and excited and committed to their craft and the industry, because I know that I'm going to work really hard for this person and I'm going to be, you know, pulling the portfolio around, hosting parties, you know, going to events, doing after and doing all the things that I need to be doing. I'm going to, if it's on the to-do list, I'm going to get it done. I need to know that this person is going to do the same with their own to-do list. So it's really important. We have to be partners and we have to kind of speak the same language and, Mm -hmm. and, respect each other and what each other has to do in order to be successful for sure and then i guess this having been in this business for a while now um what do you think is like the most important thing you've learned to running a successful business you think um my relationships and integrity and honesty and transparency um my reputation is everything it's it's almost it's it's I have two things that are my inventory, my time and my reputation. Yeah. And I, I feel like if I didn't work so hard on my reputation and I didn't make sure, I mean, it, it comes easy for me because I'm very true to who, who I want to be in this industry. I don't ever have to fake it or try hard or yeah. be someone different. So, um, I think having a strong reputation is the most important part of my success Mm -hmm. i think yeah it definitely makes sense and then i guess this is my last question um do you have any more goals kind of moving forward or anything you'd like to improve on for the future you know i think it's getting harder and harder to figure out the industry in terms of how quickly it's changing Mm -hmm. so i'd i'd like to think that as i continue to evolve how we're marketing as a group that I can continue to do it as quickly as I need to do it yep. in order for us to stay relevant. And I think I'm doing a good job of it, yep. but I do see things happening so much faster mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that I'm paying attention to, you know, one, what inspires me and inspires my group and two, what's happening out there in the industry so that I can advise everybody about what we need to do to stay relevant. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to thank you so much, Heather, for taking the time to speak with me Absolutely. it was really exciting to get a different perspective on the industry with all your experience oh, good. and like i said your blog anybody listening go check out heather heather's blog she has a lot of good information on there so i hope you keep posting up on there because i think a lot of photographers out there really appreciate um what you do absolutely on there. well i'll i'll post this on the blog as well <laughs> all right so well, once i appreciate it's ready, it let me know i will i will well, i'll do uh, that and then if anybody wants to check out your website um what's the address heather 
it's heatherelder.com and it's new it's a brand new website so check it out perfect well thanks so much heather i really appreciate it and uh absolutely good luck in the uh new year you too thank you so much all right take care heather so there you have it that was the heather elder interview i want to thank heather so much for taking the time to come on it was a real pleasure getting to speak with her and getting a photo agent's perspective on the photography business i hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, feel free to check out heather's website at heatherelder.com she has a really amazing blog with lots of different interviews and information um, so definitely worthwhile to check out and going forward just want to let you know i'll be having weekly podcasts come out every monday on itunes soundcloud as well as they'll be linked on my website at alexgagnephoto.com as well as on my instagram at alexgagnephoto thanks so much for listening and take care